Welcome to the newest edition of the Screenfellows Podcast. My name is Carlos. And my name is Ozzy. In this episode, we will be reviewing Captain Marvel and talking about the Game of Thrones trailer. Enjoy the show. As far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. Ozzy, how you doing? Uh, I could be feeling a lot better. <laughs> um, guys, if I'm talking a little less today, it's just because I'm having severe tooth pain. Yet again, I need to handle uh, some cavities. Yay! Yikes. Uh, yikes. We're back. <laughs> We're back to the dental issues. We thought we escaped to them. The dental issues. <laughs> Hell yeah, rocking that. Uh, yeah. Um... <laughs> I made many mistakes as a child, so <laughs> if it's anything to learn from my pain, definitely take care of your teeth so that you can avoid the pain I'm going through, right. and that is where uh, I will end that discussion today. Life so, lessons yeah. from Ozzy. All right, I like it. Life lessons from Ozzy. <laughs> All right. Um, but yeah, so we've got a lot, we've got a couple big things to talk about. Obviously, we teased on the last episode that we'd be talking the Game of Thrones trailer because we assumed it would be coming out, and it did come out. So we have that to talk about, and then, of course, we have a big Marvel release that, uh, we have things, a lot of things to say about the movie on the screen, and then some annoying things that are happening off the screen that we are going to talk about as well a little bit. Um, but before we get into all that, there are some trailers and bits of news that we're going to talk about a little bit, uh, just because we think they're worth mentioning. So first of all, we had a Hellboy trailer. Um, yes. You, are you still excited for this movie? Oh yeah. I'm, I'm still really happy for this movie. I mean, people were a lot more accepting of this trailer, um, than they were initially. So, I mean... Well, you know, of the first trailer. Um, I think it still looks crazy and, and, and <laughs> complete chaotic and, and, and there's just so much pandemonium going on. So, I mean, it, it looks really good um, from, where I'm, from where I'm standing, of course. I mean, I'm really, I'm pretty much really excited to see David Harbour. I mean, he's, I mean, I know you're not really hype about it, but I mean, um, I don't know. There's just something about David Harbour that I'm, you know, I'm, I've been a huge, I mean, I've been a fan of his for a couple of years now and then you know with his breakout role and and um and you know the uh stranger things series really really put him on the map so i'm really excited to see him kind of take the helm uh, of being the leading man in the film i think he i think he's ready for it and 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 you know i think i give him props for definitely taking on this role um you know and uh you know i, I can't wait to really see what he has to, to bring to the role i mean i know a lot of people are so upset about uh, Guillermo del Toro's um, unproduced, unmade uh, third yeah. um, installment. But, uh, guys, it's been years now. Um, so I think it's time to move on. Uh, it's it those things, those things, I get it. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I think it's definitely time to move on. Just give this guy a, a shot. Because, um, you know, at the end of the day, Ron Perlman was going to be Hellboy forever. So we, were, we had to let go of him someday. Yeah. So. <laughs> um, look, I, you know me, everybody listening at this point knows me that, like, I'm, I try to remove my biases 
um, as much as I can going into a movie. And I don't want to like go put expectation, keep expectations involved because then you're let down by a movie. And even if a movie's like, it's not bad, you might be so let down that you think it's like terrible. Right. And, yeah. and, and it works the other way too. Right. Where you're, you know, you're expecting it to be terrible. And then when it's like, okay, you're just like, oh man, like, and also, when things just don't go your way in a story or when things don't go your way in, in a casting choice. And, like, I, I know I, I want to throw the either way, but I can't lie and say that that's not, definitely not playing a factor as of right now. Now, I have a, a little bit here to try to cast that out of my mind, but as of right now, yeah, I like the first two Hellboy movies, so that definitely is playing a factor in terms of my excitement for this movie. Will that be adjusted by the time we get to um, this movie? Probably, possibly, I don't know, but um, I'm just, I don't know, it's, it's definitely playing a role right now. That being said, um, I think this trailer tones down the humor a little bit, which is what I was looking for. Uh, like, I did not, uh, I, I was not a fan of that first trailer. Um, I, I think that it was trying way too hard to be like Guardians of the Galaxy or something like that. It did not work for me at all, and I... I think this one tones that down a little bit, and that helped. Um, I, I still have a feeling it's going to be super present in that, and then it also just kind of reminds me of the story of the first one a little bit. I know it's not going to be the exact same thing, but it just reminds me of that. So uh, there's just a lot of factors that I'm just like, I'm just like not excited for this movie. Like I'm sure it'll be good or fine at the worst. I would I, I don't think it's going to be a bad movie. I'm not expecting it to be. I'm not rooting it for to be. But if you're just asking my excitement level, it's not very high right now. And, you know, there's definitely personal factors that lead into that. But at the same time, also the trailers haven't overwhelmed me. If, the, if these trailers have been incredible, then, you know, I, I would have cast all of this to the side and been like, yes, I don't care that Ron Perlman's not in this. I don't care that Guillermo's not directing this. Like, this looks awesome. It doesn't look awesome. It looks weird. I, I just, I don't know. It's I'm not super excited yet. But hopefully I will be by the time it comes out. Um, but yeah. Uh, what was the other trailer you wanted to talk about? Oh, we well, we didn't... Neither, a Shazam trailer has come out. A new Shazam trailer has come out. But neither of us have actually watched it yet. Um, which is odd. But I guess, you know, we've both been super busy. Haven't had time to sit down and watch it. But I guess that gives us a good opportunity to talk about the Shazam reactions. The I think there was a social media embargo that was lifted. Um, I think reviews have reviews come out for Shazam yet? I think they have, right? I'm not sure, but I mean, I'm I'm really mm -hmm. excited for the movie. I'll check. Mine. I think it's definitely the most fun thing DC has put out. Um, so I'm definitely pretty excited for this movie. I mean, uh, so yeah, I mean, I, I think this is going to be one of their. Uh, big hitters no i do not think aquaman is a big hitter so no <laughs> box office wise it uh, is technically <laughs> box office wise it is i'll give that to them any that any time of the day but um i don't think it deserves that <laughs> but i mean <laughs> um i think it's gonna be really great and i think it may be um one of the best comedy action superhero movies we've had in a very long time Mm -hmm. And yeah, I'm just really super. I'm super psyched to see this movie uh, succeed. I, I really want this movie to succeed, um, and and I, I really can't wait for it. Yeah. Um, so yes, Shazam has not released actual reviews yet, but their social media embargo lifted, so everyone who's seen the movie has been able to tweet about it, and the reactions have been 
overly positive. Like, everyone is in love with this movie. Like, high praise all around, essentially, uh, for Shazam um, on the initial reactions of people who have seen it so far. Um, and what's important about this and what's important to note about this is DC's confidence in this movie. Because, supposedly, the embargo for these reactions, for these social media reactions, were supposed to be like a month from now. And they did, they lifted the embargo a month early. That's showing confidence in your movie, if you ask me. <laughs> um, that's saying, look, we are not afraid of the reactions to this movie. We think it's going to be positive. And go ahead, tweet about it, get the hype going. And so far, it seems to be paying off. Now, we'll see what that looks like when reviews actually start coming out. But as of now, their confidence is definitely giving... Um, giving you a lot of reason to expect that uh, this is going to be a good movie. And I'm looking forward to it. I, I really like the first trailer, and um, I am going to watch the second trailer by, probably when we finish recording. So, yeah. All right. Um, last thing we wanted to talk about, and this is more on the TV side of things, which we don't talk about too much these days, but especially these shows, which we used to talk a lot about. But I think this is a big and kind of big moment in these shows that we need to talk about, and that is the fact that Arrow will be finishing up their series, the entire run of the show, with the last, with 10 episodes next season, and that's it. There will be a 10-episode season to finish it off, and that'll be the end of Arrow, which is the first of these, what the universe is named after, the Arrowverse shows on the CW. Ozzy, you have been as big of a fan of this show as any, what are your thoughts on Arrow ending? Well, definitely sad, you know. It's it's always sad to see, you know, your favorite characters kind of, you know, leave. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's definitely, you know, sad to see Stephen Amell and, and company kind of leave and, 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 you know, close out the show. Um, but, I mean, and I think it's been a great run for them. Um, definitely. I mean, the show <laughs> has definitely... Diminished in value, risen in value, diminished in value. I mean, it's been a roller coaster. Um, but I think the cast is, is is great. I think you know the cast is you know the cast is filled with great people, and um, Stephen Amell is one of the friendliest actors in, in the business, uh, both TV show and movie. I, I'm gonna just gonna go ahead and say it. So I'm definitely gonna miss seeing him. Um, I do support him, and I, you know I do wish him the best of luck um, and, and finding you know bunches of other you know bunch of other work out there because uh, I think he's a really great. He's really awesome. Um, but I think he's done an incredible job, you know, really taking Oliver Queen and making him his own character. I do think that, um, you know, this show has really thrived off of him. And I think that he does have, um, I think that he, I think that that character has become um, really, really sort of iconic. And then just how they kind of changed the whole um superhero landscape you know when it comes to tv shows um so i do appreciate dc for really giving us um and and also the cw for also giving us the opportunity to watch something and also giving us that kind of uh momentum that they that they did with arrow from you know from arrow spawned uh you know flash then spawned you know supergirl uh legend of tomorrow so you still have a bunch of these shows still going to be running, of course. Uh, but it is sad to see Arrow go. I do think, uh, you know, Oliver Queen is ultimately going to die in Crisis of Infinite uh, Earths. Um, 
which is, you know, that's usually when the crossovers happen anyway. So mm-hmm. um, I do think that he is going to die, and I do think that that's why they want to go ahead and end it. But, I mean, even then, I mean, it's it's a good place to end it, you know? How many how many bad guys are going to go after Oliver Queen and, <laughs> and, and Star City, you know what I mean? So um, it's definitely been a great one, and uh, I just can't wait to see the uh, – I'm actually going to watch that, that, that 10-episode uh, that 10 episode season. So I uh, just really can't wait to see how it all kind of closes down and uh, see where we go from there. Yeah. Um, I have zero doubt that the character of Oliver Queen will reappear in this universe at some point. But as for the show itself, I think, first of all, it's important to note that this show is not being canceled. There's a very different, there's a huge difference between a show being canceled and the show, them deciding to just end a show in a natural way. And this is a very, they're, they're writing an ending for the show. And that's not something that every TV show gets. I think that's something that every, well, every TV show should hope for. I know there's some shows, <clears throat> Walking Dead, that just want to go on forever and ever and ever. Um, but, <laughs> but every show should hope for the chance to be able to give their story a natural ending. And that's what Arrow is given, it has been given. And the, the fact that they're making it a 10-episode season means it's going to be hopefully pretty streamlined. Pretty straightforward, not too much nonsense happening, and um, yeah, I just hope it's not too like over the top, like mushy gushy, sentimental. Like that's not what the show needs. Please don't make it that. I don't need ten episodes of like going down memory lane, um, and I know that's not what you want either. I'm, I'm sure they'll have like at least one episode, but please don't make it the entire ten episodes um, of like flashback after flashback after flashback, just remembering everything and being like, oh, remember that good time. Um, that's not what we want. Um, and then lastly, I think it is important, and this is a great time to talk about the importance of the show. I'm glad you brought that up. This is, you know, as much as I'm always the one who's like, don't forget about Smallville because Arrow doesn't exist without Smallville. Keep that in mind. Um, and Arrow did, or Smallville also did get a natural ending to their show as well, but, there is something to be said about Arrow. Arrow started like the the entire universe is named after named after this show. <laughs> like it's the Arrowverse, right? Um, for as much as I will sit here and sit back and praise something like Smallville, Smallville never was able to accomplish this, and they tried. There were Justice League episodes of that show. They they tried to establish characters. They tried. There's even an unaired pilot of an Aquaman show that never happened. It was that was a spinoff of of Smallville. Never happened. But Arrow was able to succeed where Smallville failed, and that's impressive. They were able to start this entire universe based on this show and these characters. And I'm glad you brought up and talked a little bit about Stephen Amell because you're 100% right. For every bad storyline, for every bad season, he was never the problem with that show. And this show does not work without Stephen Amell. And, yeah, it's he, he is such a key part to this, and I'm glad you talked about him a little bit, so... Let's move on to Captain Marvel. All right, so this will be our spoiler-free review. We will have a spoiler review um, probably at some point next week, so be on the lookout for that. But no worries if you haven't seen the movie yet. uh, We will be talking about it spoiler-free, so no worries there. All right, let's get into it. I think this is a very, very good MCU movie. Like, it's not... It's not incredible, it's not amazing, but it's it's good. It's a good MCU movie, and I enjoyed my time watching this movie. Um, what about you, Ozzy? 
Um, I think it's, uh, you know, I find myself in the position that I find myself watching Thor. I think it's a good, which, you know, I, I'm in the minority. I need to watch it again. But, I mean, I find myself saying, you know, it's a good it's a good Marvel movie. It's not amazing. It didn't blow me away. Um, I think visually it's amazing. It's, you know, visually I really like the movie. But um, I, I do think that it's a, it's a, you know, it's a good, decent Marvel movie. Now, there is definitely room for this character to grow, like Thor. Um, and the reason why I'm comparing her to Thor so much is because Thor was, if you guys remember, Thor was really one of the, um, he wasn't really popular. His movies weren't really thriving that much. Um, and, as and, you as know, much as people, we love those movies. Yeah, I mean, as much as we love those movies, I mean, people really didn't know how to feel about this character. It was to the point where the villain outpowered the, the you know, the, the, mm-hmm. the person who, <laughs> who's, who's, whose title is the name of the hero. So, I mean, um, you know, we got to the point where we got to the third movie. Thor was, you know, Chris Hemsworth was amazing. Uh, and he still is. I mean, he was one of the biggest stars in uh, Infinity War. So uh, I do believe that Brie Larson does have that potential as well to bring Carol Danvers to that point. Mm-hmm. Um, but, um, you know, this movie does have uh, does have good moments. Um, but we'll definitely talk about the negatives when we get to the negatives. Um, but yeah, uh, overall, I think it's a good, decent Marvel movie. Um, yeah, I, I really... I, I, the thing is, like... I think that there, there's definitely problems with this movie, no doubt. Like, there, I'm, I'm sure there's plenty of things that legitimate, people have legitimate complaints about, and that's completely fine. But overall, like, I, this is one of those movies where I can't come... There's no way you can tell me that you, can, you came out of this movie hating it like it was a bad movie. Like, I, that's just, like I don't see that. Like, it's a completely passable movie at worst. Like, um, so, yeah, I, I, I did have a fun time with this movie. I think Brie Larson, if we're, again, getting into positives, like you said... Um, Brie Larson, as much as I understand where the complaints with the trailer were coming from, where people were like, she seems really stiff, it doesn't seem to be working, I think, I didn't have a problem with that at all in this movie. Like, I don't know about you, you might bring that up in negatives, I don't know, but I don't think she's really that stiff. Like, I think maybe it was a poorly cut trailer, um, but I, I don't think that's an issue. And again, that might have more to do with the writing, if that is a complaint with people, I don't know. Um, I have heard, I have seen the complaint that people think that Brie Larson was straight up miscast in this role, and that, I, I don't know, like, I, I think she did really well with the role, and I really don't have a complaint with her. Um, I'm glad you brought up the visuals, because for the most part, they were pretty good. It got a little shaky towards the end, but that seems to be a theme with these Marvel movies for the most part anyway. Um, so, you know, that that's fine. And as for the story, um, I think that the story works really well like it's pretty straightforward like we you know we open with you know Brie Larson as part of this kind of Cree task force type thing and she is going on these missions and that stuff's really cool it reminded me uh this you know might bring up some you know depending on who you are some interesting uh correlations in your head but it reminded me a lot of the opening of like uh, Man of Steel right where you have this interesting kind of crazy world that they introduce you to and you're just like oh can we stay here for the whole movie but you know you can't um because you know you have to get on to the story of the movie and I, I was really digging the beginning of this movie like the way they set up this whole task force and you know how she's going on these missions and it, it was really cool I, I enjoyed that aspect of it 
And then, but getting into the story, like, obviously, you see from the trailer, she goes to Earth. She's trying to find something. She doesn't really quite have all her memories there. And I think they execute it all really well for the most part. Like, Fury is integrated really well. He's kind of a co-lead-ish in this movie. Um, you know, you get young Coulson, which is fun. Um, you get, yeah, it's just, it's it works really well. And then... Um, the the way that the story unfolds and there's things revealed to you kind of slowly and I just I think it works really well like I think it's pretty well written and then the arc of Brie Larson's character and what you kind of get to what you come to realize about her and about her potential her potential as a character and what makes her special and unique I it it just it it worked for me I really enjoyed kind of the overall message of this movie and the themes that they were hitting on, um, you know, and just her overall, like, she's a cool character, the power set, all of it. Like, I think it all works really well together. Again, there's flaws to this movie, don't get me wrong, but I think overall it works really well, um, the core of it, at least. Yeah, I mean, again, I mean, I think it was a really, you know, decent, good Marvel movie. I'm gonna keep saying that I'm not as I don't I don't I definitely don't think I'm as high on it mm-hmm. as you. That's fine. Um, but I mean I do think that it's a good movie. I don't have a problem with her performance, um, and I don't think that she was miscast. You know that's what a lot of people said about Gal Gadot, and now people love Gal Gadot <laughs> yeah. as Wonder Woman. So I don't think that's an issue. This movie has had it. I mean this movie has had issues uh, since before it's released so i don't know yeah. we'll, we'll talk about that so much hate going on around this movie i mean I, i'll but, tell um, you <laughs> I, mean, I think i think uh yeah you will educate me <laughs> but um this movie i mean just going off of the chemistry that uh that you have with nick fury and um carol danvers i think that chemistry is really good there um i think it's really awesome just kind of kind of seeing that chemistry kind of play out and we really see a different side of Fury. Uh, you know, we see the younger version of himself, of himself, and I think it's definitely so cool just to kind of see where this serious, brooding guy who knows everything and has secrets comes from. I, I like that aspect of him being, you know, a lot more lighthearted, and it just kind of, uh, you know, kind of gives me a peak of interest just to see why he is the way he is. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it's very. I think that aspect of the movie is is, is really cool. Um, and, and again, they do have amazing. I think they actually play off of each other really well. They do have great chemistry. Yeah. Um, and I think it's funny because I mean, I, and, and I'm I'm sorry if I'm comparing this movie so much to Thor, but um, it's kind of like Natalie Portman and, and 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 Chris Hemsworth, where in the first movie, uh, if you guys remember, where he liked to drink so much, he was like, ah, oh, there, and he slammed the the cup on mm-hmm. the floor, and to him it was so normal. And yeah. you know, you have one of those scenes in this movie where she does something. And and in fear, is just like what? You, what? She's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is completely like, what do you mean? The, the fish out of water <laughs> style of comedy, you know, like yeah, it, and it, it was works. Just, it was yeah, and it and it works perfectly fine. And I I, I respected that comedy a lot. And um, so you have scenes like that, and, and it's really funny. I I do like the fact. Um, again, I think visually this movie is is pretty amazing. There's a shot that I wish wasn't in the trailer. Um, but it's where you see her kind of gaining her powers from an explosion. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really do like that sequence, that, 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 that shot there. I really do love that shot. 
um, I think it's just super cool. And I think visually it's just one of the best scenes uh, in the entirety of the MCU, just uh, visually, visually. Um, so I just, I really do love that, that sequence there. Um, as far as storytelling goes, I, I do think it's a pretty decent um, story. Um, you know, you just, you have somebody who's trying to verify, you know, where they're from, uh, why they are the way they are and things like that. So, I mean, I don't think it's, yes, we've seen it before, but I don't think it makes it a terrible movie. Um, I think it's still, I think it's still, you know, a really good story. Mm -hmm. Um, decent at best. So, I mean, I mean, decent at least. Um, so yeah, I mean, this movie, the comedy in this movie is definitely really great. Um, they take a different turn. On you know, so I, I do know that um, you know you have, may have some you know MCU or I'm sorry uh, Marvel fanboys yeah. uh, you know really really upset with what they kind of did with the story, um, but I mean I think it's I think what they did and I'm not gonna get too much into it. We're gonna talk. We'll about talk about the spoilers, yeah. Spoilers, but I do think what they did for you know storytelling purposes, I do think that they had to do a little bit of a switch, and I I really did like what they did with the switch here. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, overall, I think it's a really good, um, start, uh, to kind of seeing Marvel, um, making more, you know, female led superhero movies. Um, and then, you know, I think, I think they did a decent job with this one. I think, I, but again, we're, we're going to talk about it in the negatives. I do yeah. think that, uh, it had room to, uh, for improvement. Yeah. All right. Well, let's, let's just get into negatives then. Um, I think, first of all, there's a little bit of a pacing issue in this movie. I, I think there's a lot... As much as I I appreciate the story of this movie, I really do. Like, I think the choice that you're talking about, that you're alluding to, it was a really great choice. Like, I really liked that they took that direction, and it was genuinely surprising. I, I was invested as soon... Well, I was invested before then, but then they really hooked me with that, right? And I think there were some great story choices, but there are moments when it's just like, all right, can we like get to the point? Like, I felt like it took a little bit to get there. Um, there were lulls in this movie where you're just like, okay, like we could pick up the pace maybe a little bit here. So there's a little bit of that. Um, and then for as much as I, overall, again, I appreciate the story of this movie. I think it kind of stumbles to a finish like there's a third there's you know how like you have your main protagonist force and then you have your main antagonist force there's like a third party that gets injected into this movie like right in the third act and you're just like why is this happening and it leads to some pretty cool cool visual action sequences although they're a little bit eh, they're not like the best cgi but you know it, it works well enough but it just like it happens and then it's just like okay that's done and it's just like, what was the point of that? <laughs> I don't think it really added anything to it. Like, there, there's just, like, they they tried to, like, inject more action into the end of this movie. They're like, okay, how do we make even more action here? And they just threw something at the story, and it didn't quite add up, and it didn't quite, like, land. Um, so that's one of my biggest complaints is that, you know, they kind of stumble at the end a little bit, but there's th some thematic elements that they do nail at the end of this movie. So it evens out for me. Um, uh, but what are, what are some of your negatives? I think the movie can be a bit slow and I think it can be a bit rushed. And I think, you know, and I can't blame the movie for the beginning parts because for me, the movie seemed a bit choppy in senses of like, it was very... 
I just felt in the beginning that they needed to slow down a bit, mm-hmm. just because we we were still trying to verify who this character was. So I think that we jumped into it way too fast, in my personal opinion, just with what is going on with with her. You know what was going mm-hmm. on in her head. Um, that's just how I felt. Now you know I know that I'm in the vast minority. Just kind of, just kind of looking at other articles about this movie, but I mean, I, that's just my personal take on it. Um, I was just like, man, I'm, I'm just getting filled with so much information. I guess my um, argument is that that's kind of how she feels, so it kind of like, yeah, that's, that's what the I'm point. Saying. It's hard for me. It's hard for me to give that as like a negative. Yeah. Just because I know that's what we're also supposed to, you know, that's what she's going through. Yeah. Um, but it's hard to. It's it's hard I, to. I got you. Yeah kind of follow that you know, at least for me it was i mean i you know i guess i'm in the minority there again but i'm not going to dock the movie points because you know it was hard for her to follow so i mean <laughs> i'm not going to dock the movie uh any points for that i'm just saying for for me no, it was you. also hard to um also follow now uh, i can also see where you're also coming from when in terms of um also things kind of picking up you know things need to pick being things need to be basically picked up a little bit faster um, just due to the fact that, you know, once you really, I believe that the movie, the beginning, which is, I guess it's why I feel that it's also so fast paced is just because in the beginning of the movie, things happen and things are happening so quickly. And there's so much going on within the first like 10, 15, between like the first 10, yeah. 20 minutes. We are thrown right um, into the action. I agree with you. And then, you know, we go and then we go into earth and, once you once this fighting sequence kind of diminishes, the whole thing just kind of goes, uh, just really just gets really, uh, everything just kind of goes really slow pace at that point in time. So it's really hard to kind of stay engaged with, when you have such a really um, fast paced uh, opening sequence uh, at, at that point in time. So that I can definitely understand where you're coming from with that. Um, Another thing that I'll also mention that for me, one of the biggest negatives in this movie, uh, if not the biggest negative in this movie, is definitely the villain or villains or lack thereof. Um, really, I was kind of disappointed in the villains in this movie. I, I really couldn't care about them or, or, or anything like that. They were kind of just there and they didn't really bring anything to the table. Just, you know. Um, and yeah, I mean, that was... The villains were very... It's hard to talk about without spoilers. <laughs> yeah, but it was very. I just felt very disappointed. Yeah, and and and, and it, it was kind of predictable where they were kind of going to go with that. Well, so. well they put I you mean, in a weird position where, like, uh, it's so hard to talk about. But they put you in a weird position where you're you're not like, it's hard to be invested in these villains, or this villain, however you want to put it. Uh, just because of like how we open with them, and it's just like I, I don't quite know how to feel about this situation at all. Um, and again, I think that's kind of intended, and it it's a nice change of pace in that sense. Like I think you don't always necessarily need like this one antagonist type character, right? You 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 know to have it be sort of this broader type thing, or for them to take it in a different direction. I think it somewhat works, and I appreciated that they took it in a different direction, and we didn't get a, you know, a traditional bland villain. Like, at least they, I mean, we get a somewhat bland villain, but it's more in a different sense. Um, 
I, I don't know. It, it's weird. Like, I, I, I didn't bother me. Like, normally, like, I, I understand, like, when that's the main main complaint, I'm just like, yeah, I, yeah, I mean, come on. Like, which for the most part, Marvel villains are not the most exciting things in the world. Let's be honest. Um, and this isn't really an exception to that, but at the same time, like, it was at least different, <laughs> you know? Um, so, I don't know. I appreciate it in that sense, but I get what you're saying. And I think that's probably a complaint of a lot of people, because it's always a complaint of everybody in these movies. Um, but yeah. And I don't think every complaint is granted. But I yeah, mean, yeah. No. I, I mean, I, I do think that for this particular film, I, I have to point out just because I was... You know, no, definitely, definitely. I really want, you know... I think it works better movie, if the first... Had, yeah, go for it. This movie had a lot of um, animosity towards it, you know? It, I don't believe it had that much of a backlash mm -hmm. as Wonder Woman did. When, when it was coming out mm -hmm. um, and you know different and, and again I'm comparing it to Wonder Woman because it's female that it's female lead uh, superhero movie I've made um, my point about that comparison but fair enough uh, I'm doing it because I mean it you know it, things happen and, and I'm, I can't wait for you to tell me what you're going to tell me okay um, <laughs> but no I mean it's again I, I do think that um, I do think that this movie um did have a lot of challenges going into it. Um, yeah. So I definitely can't wait to see. Um, I can't wait to see in, in some sort of degree where this character goes. I, I do think that the backlash was not as big as Wonder Woman initially. The reason why I compare it to Wonder Woman is because a lot of people were strongly against Gal Gadot, but it seems like people were are, are starting to think that they were right about Brie Larson, which I don't necessarily think is fair. I think she was perfectly fine in the role. That she was given, and it's, I do think that people she are mad a great for job. completely different. Like it's crazy. Okay, so let's rate this movie so we can talk about some of the be behind the scenes stuff and the reason that everyone's so pissed about this movie, or not everyone, uh, but man, maybe solid seven. Um, okay, uh, yeah, I'm giving this a seven point eight. It's a, a good entry into the Marvel universe. Like I don't, I don't have major problems with this movie. I think that you know, it's it's a good. Yet flawed movie, but that's most Marvel movies, if we're being honest. Like, the, the great ones are the exceptions, not the rule. Like, I hate to tell you guys, but <laughs> that's the truth. <laughs> Sorry, I know, you know, a lot of people would disagree with me on that, but that's the truth. Um, all right, let's talk about some of this. So, okay, basically, it's, it's not people upset about Brie Larson, like, casting-wise. Like, yes, there are some people who, after seeing this movie, are going, maybe Brie Larson was miscast, she wasn't that great. And, you know, I, I, you know, I, I understand. Like, there's some people who, that they see this performance and they might not be super inspired by it. To me, it works, and I think that it's a lot better than the trailer indicated, whatever. But the mo the reason that most people that are upset about this movie are upset and why people are, like, trying to boycott it and why if you go on Rotten Tomatoes and see the audience score, it's so terribly low is because Brie Larson hurt their feelings. Um, and 90% of the time, it's not even Brie Larson that hurt their feelings. It's people misquoting Brie Larson that hurt, her feel hurt their feelings. So basically what happened was on the press tour... Brie Larson made a comment about the lack of diversity in movie criticism, which I, I think it's a fair criticism. If you look at the demo, if you look at the breakdown of the people who are reviewing movies, she's not wrong. It's generally white white dudes. Like I, I hate to tell you, but that's the truth. I don't know. Like she's, you know, that was her point. She she basically was saying this movie's 
target demographic, their target audience for this movie is young girls. Because, you know, it's a female superhero. Okay, that makes sense. So, she was, she basically made a comment saying, it, I, I don't want to misquote her, but I'm going to, like, kind of sum it, sum it up here. She was basically saying it's a little annoying or something like that, that, you know, the majority of people that I'm seeing on, these, on this press tour is just these white dudes. That's all she said. Now, let me tell you, I'm going to give you a list of things that Brie Larson did not say, but people say that Brie Larson said. I hate white men. She never said that. Um, I don't want white men to see my movie. Never said that. I refuse to be interviewed by white men. Never said that. These are all things that people are saying Brie Larson said. She did not say any of these things. She was making a comment about the lack of diversity in movie criticism. <laughs> And how she wants her press tours to be a little more inclusive. That's literally all she said. So, basically, a bunch of internet people, the same kind of people who decided to bomb the, let's be honest, The Last Jedi's, um, you know, Rotten Tomatoes score, did the exact same thing. And they said, I'm, nev I'm not seeing this movie. Brie Larson doesn't want me to see this movie. Brie Larson hates white men. You know, this is terrible. She's a terrible person, SJW, blah, blah, blah. All these generic, like, horrible things that people say, right? And they decided they were going to, you know, flood the Rotten Tomatoes score even before the movie came out. Then, I don't know if you saw this story, Ozzy, but Rotten Tomatoes said they're no longer going, because of this movie and because of what these people were doing, Rotten Tomatoes said they were no longer going to allow people to, uh, to review the movie, essentially, to leave a comment on the movie before it's come out which is a good move because people shouldn't be allowed to do that anyway, let's be honest. Um, but then, obviously, they're still keeping their audience score, so what did they do when the movie came out? They did the exact same thing that they were doing before. <laughs> they decided to, you know, flood the Rotten Tomatoes uh, ratings, and it's at a 33% right now, which is disgusting. And these people are saying, don't see this movie, it's terrible. It's, you know, if you go on the comments of, you know, uh, Captain Marvel's like Facebook posts and it's like all people like literally posting uh, gifs or gifs however you want to say it of like a dumpster like they're 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 just attacking Brie Larson attacking this movie saying Brie Larson didn't want me to see it so I'm not gonna see it yeah grow up it is literally one of the dumbest things I've ever grow heard grow up people stop this is so annoying you're going to, like you're going to get your privileges and it's not it's a privilege not a right i hate to tell you of posting your opinions about movies taken away you're going to get it taken away on rotten tomatoes i just don't understand why people are so sensitive <laughs> exactly. about other people giving their other like you know what i'm saying like it's it, to me it's just one of the most ridiculous things it's so dumb. Like, you can't so give your opinion in today's society, and it blows my mind. They're like, why? <laughs> like, why do you get so? Like, she didn't say. I mean, and I'm gonna look more into this. Yeah, you uh, can. So you can go read her so quote. We can discuss it a little bit more on Tuesday. But I mean, it it just really blows my mind. Like, if this is the reason, it really blows my mind. Like, is this where we have come to in society? Because at this point in time, like, I'm pretty sure if you're the ones who are getting offended by whatever the heck she said which I'm pretty sure she did not mean to offend anybody. 
I wonder how you guys are going to react when you guys declare your own opinions on different things. I mean, it just really blows my mind that people act like that. And, and it's just ridiculous how you're really going to bombard a movie so negatively just because of somebody just said something opinionated. And it's just so stupid to me. Um, she didn't say anything offensive or anything like that. So it's just really ridiculous. And, you know, she really worked, worked hard to... Um, bring this character to life. This is not an easy character. These Carol Danvers and Captain Marvel, those comics really aren't popular. They haven't really sold. They're not they're not top sellers for Marvel. So she decided to really she she wanted to be in this role. She wanted to see what she can do about it. And I gotta give her props for props to do. She brought this character to life um with the help of the directors, the production crew, everybody. And they did their best with this movie. And the fact that you're really going to dog, you know, really dog trash the movie, other than the fact that, you know, it wasn't good. Yeah, if you didn't like it, you, you didn't like saying? it. But like, I hate that like this it is and the... you want to dog trash so it because that, that's fine. But if you're going to just sit here and talk crap just because of what? She gave her opinion on something that's stupid. It's really, really stupid. <laughs> yeah, I, I just, like, I'm, I'm so tired of this whole thing. You know, like, you know, it's... It's it's really like I I'm trying to come up with a better term than this, but they're just man babies. Like they just it's so dumb. There are these people who get upset about you know the the agenda of these movies, right? Or the so you know the social justice war. Like they call these people social justice or SJWs, which is a term I hate. I loathe that term. Please stop using it. And then they just go, oh, this is terrible. They're just trying to cram this down our throats and blah, blah, blah. It's like, stop. Stop. And 95, I'm telling you, like, I don't know if it's 90%, but a good portion of these people had never even heard of Brie Larson before this movie came out. And she started doing press. And they're, like, attacking her, saying she's terrible. And it's like, please put some respect on her name. She is an Academy Award winning actress. She is extremely talented. Stop. Stop. It's so silly to me, and I hope that this movie kills it in the box office, and we'll know by the time we, we do our next episode how it did in the box office, because I just, I, to me, I just want further proof that Rotten Tomatoes fan score means literally nothing. Please, continue to prove that. Please. It's so annoying to me. Um, but yeah, it's just, this, is, this whole situation is silly, man. All right, well... After that uh, heated discussion, we'll, I'm sure, talk a little <laughs> bit more about it on uh, the next episode when Ozzy gets a chance to look more into it in this annoying situation. And then we'll have box office numbers to hopefully uh, support uh, this movie a little bit. But we'll end that conversation here for now. That being said, it's time to move on to Game of Thrones. Um, we've been waiting for forever. I've been waiting for forever. I think I've talked about a tra this trailer hopefully coming out for four for months now. Like, I've literally been waiting months for this trailer to come out. And it's not, in my defense, and in a lot of people's defense, because I think we annoyed HBO into submission on this one. Like, if you listen to the creators of the show, they did not want to release a trailer. But they knew they had to. And in our defense, this isn't a normal situation where it's just like, you know, we had last season last year and we're just like waiting for the normal time for the show to come out and it's the last season. The last time Game of Thrones was out was, what, two years ago? It's been a while since last season. 
Um, we didn't get a, you didn't get one last year. Um, it's, it's unfortunate. <laughs> it's annoying. We, it's been a while. So I think that definitely plays a role here. It's like, you made us wait long. Like you better give us a freaking trailer. And, uh, we got a freaking trailer. <laughs> um, so we're going to dive into this trailer and kind of go a little bit in depth in it. So if you have not seen this show, if you're not caught up on game of Thrones, what are you doing? First of all, go watch it. Um, but we're going to talk spoilery stuff for the first seven seasons, I'm sure. So, uh, you've been warned. All right, let's get into it. Ozzy, I, I know based on your reaction to my text to you about this trailer, uh, that you love this trailer <laughs> as much as I did. Um, yes. Um, uh, I was waiting for this trailer just as much as you, by the yeah. way. Um, <laughs> and, and by the way, for those of you guys who don't know, this I think this is the most, on record, uh, this is the most anticipated trailer ever for you. Because <laughs> yes. you're really not really excited for any trailers coming out. I haven't even seen you've been, you've never even been look, like excited to, to even look at a Star Wars trailer as much as a Game of Thrones trailer. It's true, which is crazy, <laughs> but it's true. <laughs> <laughs> so um that that should say something but i mean this trailer was awesome and i'm glad that we get to finally you know kind of break it down um man i i am i am so hyped for this trailer um well not trailer this the show yeah um man um this trailer was super super cool um just that opening sequence we see kind of aria um mm-hmm. running from something that she's scared of um, I wonder what the hell she's running away from. It's got to be a walker, right? Maybe. There's there's, there's a, a theory that it's a faceless theory. man. It may be a faceless man, or um, theories are suggesting there's just a ton of fan theories. Just because the Night King will be at Winterfell, and uh, what's at Winterfell? There's a lot of it, there's the you know they have the crypts. Yeah, and that's interesting. People are saying that the Night King will possibly resurrect uh, dead Stark. So what does that mean? That they can possibly resurrect, you know, if they get the actors, of course, um, they can resurrect, um, you know, Rob, which I don't even know. I don't think Rob's there. I think Um, they can resurrect Ned, you know, and, 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 you know, their ancestry, you know, like Rihanna, uh, things like that. So, I mean, it's definitely crazy just to kind of see um, that really happens. So maybe it's from a white Walker, um, a faceless man, mm-hmm. or even um, a, a resurrected, a z- zombified version uh, of somebody that she knew from her past. But yeah. I also think it's interesting that she did use the, you know, I, I do think that's kind of an interesting, because I actually haven't thought about it when you said uh, maybe it's a faceless man, because she did say, you know, ending her running, she did say, I've seen, you know, many faces of death, and I'm looking forward to this one. Mm-hmm. So... Maybe it is. You never know, though. But, I mean... Well, the best part about (laughs) that opening sequence is that they juxtapose her running for her life, fear, like, afraid for... Afraid of whatever it is. Like, she's scared to death, right? And she's covered in, I would imagine, her own blood. Like, she is beat up and she's scared. And she is running. And they juxtapose that with her super confident being like, let's... I can handle this. Bring it on. Like, it's such a great way to open the trailer with her, you know, running for her life, but, you know, showing before the battle, we would assume, of just being scared to death, right? Or of just being uber confident, right? 
it's it's a great way to open the trailer. But yeah, so um, I I don't know if we'll go like <laughs> scene by scene in this trailer, but we'll we'll talk about some of the highlights and talk about some of the things that uh, this thing has us looking forward to. The best part about this trailer, honestly, is that I don't think it gives away too much. Like we knew there was going to be a Battle of Winterfell, um, especially after that EW article came out. Um, which ha- did you read any of that stuff, by the way? I did. It's apparently one of the like, if not the biggest battle sequence in all of film and television history. Film and television history, yeah. That's insane. Which is insane. The only thing they, <laughs> the only thing that like they even tried to compare it to was like the Battle of Helm's Deep in Lord of the Rings, which it's my favorite scene in my favorite Lord of the Rings movie. So I mean, I'm all on on board. Um, but yeah, so I think to me the most if we look big picture at this trailer, right? I think the mo- the most important takeaway that I have is that this seems like based on, you know, where we are in the story and, you know, where we when we left off, you know, everybody's coming to Winterfell and it seems like we're going to pick up with them, you know, arriving at Winterfell and all of that. It seems like the Battle of Winterfell is going to be the primary like the first thing and then we have the Cersei problem, which it feels like, you know, momentum-wise, it should be flipped around, right? It feels like we should take care of the Cersei problem first because the bigger, like, more epic thing would be the Battle of Winterfell with the White Walkers, right? But now, like, it feels like, you know, we have this whole Cersei building her force thing going on. And then we also have this Winterfell stuff happening, and it seems like what they're going to do is do the Winterfell stuff first. And to me, that feels like it could be a little anticlimactic, right? You know, it's like we take care of the Night King, and then it's like, oh, yeah, we got to deal with Cersei. Um, But at the same time, like, I I, I trust the the show, so I, I think they could make it work. And maybe they end up integrating it all together, and it all happens kind of at the same time, which would be insane. Um, but it could work too. Um, I, I don't know. Uh, minor detail that got me excited. Speaking of Cersei, uh, we saw the golden company, which is really cool. I, I don't know what that means because in the books, it's completely like, there's so much different stuff happening, like with, uh, a certain Targaryen, um, that's involved with the golden company, but I don't think they're going to introduce that. It seems like we're way too late for that. And it seems like John's kind of taken that role in the show. So I don't quite know what's going on there. Uh, but the golden company is awesome that we're seeing that we see them arriving on Greyjoy ships. So that's cool. Um, and it seems like the most talked about scene, the most talked about, uh, cut from this trailer is just a simple reaction from Cersei Lannister. Like, her face, when she goes through, like, three emotions in one in one cut, like, it's so, in one shot, she goes through, like, three emotions, and it's just everything you want from that character. Lena Headey is brilliant. She is so good in this show, and, uh, you know, that the fact that, like, literally, that's, like, the, at least the second or third thing that people talk about, whenever they talk about this trailer, is that shot of Lena Headey and her facial expressions. It's just like, and that goes to show how great of a character she is, number one, and how great of an actress Lena Headey is, number two. Um, what, what, are, what were some of your takeaways from this trailer? Um, definitely seeing Jamie, you know, yeah. 
yeah. honor his pledge. Um, I think that's really a huge takeaway where he was just like, uh, I intend to fight for the living. And you also see a sequence with him actually being in that battle sequence as mm-hmm. well. Um, I'm very interested to see that, you know, just since he's going to be there, definitely the chemistry he's going to have with Bran and Arya. I do believe that, you know, mm-hmm. Jamie's on, is, is on Arya's list. Um, so it's definitely interesting there. Um, I'm also interested to see, and this is, what, this is what's going on through everybody's mind, um, is what's going to happen with John Daenerys. <laughs> and, you know, we do see them working together. We do see it them. It seems like she's going to be cool with it, strangely enough. I think they're both going to be cool with it, strangely enough. I don't because, know I mean, if he will. Both, but <laughs> I think he will. I honestly think he will. Um, just because, you know, <laughs> there's no one else. <laughs> <laughs> Love is the maze, man. Oh my it's gosh. But, um, <laughs> um, but I mean, I, I think that I mean, I, I'm I'm definitely interested to see like what's gonna go down. I do think that he's ultimately gonna. I do think that they're ultimately gonna continue with the relationship, even though it's. I don't know if we're gonna have time for that because I think weird. Daenerys is dying, but that's my theory. <laughs> she may die. the The prophecy of, of uh, Azor High, if yeah. that's how you pronounce it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Apparently we're going to need therapy after this, uh, season, so, uh, yeah. Maybe. So, all right. But I, I mean, that's definitely one of the things I'm looking forward to. Definitely, uh, definitely. I think also, I think there's a sequence Well, you know, they were going fast, but, um, yeah. definitely a sequence of, um, you know, maybe Daenerys showing John how to ride. Um, that's definitely what they want us to think. And I, I agree. I think that, you know, I think, if not riding a dragon, I think it's, like, she... I think that's post them finding out, and she's, like, trying to get him to, like, be cool with what's going on. Or accept the Targaryen will... situation. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think I think that ultimately he will. I mean, I, you know, I, I think ultimately he will, but we'll get to that. Uh, but, I mean, I think that uh, they're still going to be working together. I think that that's still... No, like, yeah, definitely. Um... He understands and, the and bigger yeah. situation is the White Walkers than anything else. So, yeah, I mean, I mean, if anything, he's gonna have more of a problem with Jamie. Um, and I think mm. Jamie, I think, I think Jamie's gonna have that, you know, that challenge of having everybody trust him. I'm also interested to see Tyrion. Yeah. Uh, last time we saw Tyrion, um, you know, he had a really, you know, glare in his eyes. Yeah, he didn't know what to do. So I'm really interested to see what is going to happen with this character. Yikes. It did seem that he made a, a deal with Daenerys. I'm sorry, not with Daenerys, but with Cersei. But with, uh, Cersei. So I'm just interested to see how that carries on. Will, you know, mm-hmm. Daenerys still trust him? You know, yeah. what is the end game there? Like, mm-hmm. uh, end game. What <laughs> is the, <laughs> what is, you know, what's going to be the result there? Like, what did he, what did yeah. he make a deal for? And I'm really interested to see how Daenerys is going to react to the deal, uh, to see what what's you know really going to happen. Um, and it does seem that that the night the Night King, you know, the the White Walker uh, arc will take place. Um, I'm First. just interested to see at that part. Yeah, I'm just interested yeah, to see at too. that point in time if the Cersei arc, you know, will Jaime go back and 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 fight for her, or will he? stay and fight for you know john and daenerys 
Because at that point in time, once you fight something like that, I mean, I wonder if his position has really changed. And I wonder if any of the relationships there will also change just due to the fact that they would have gone through something that traumatic together. I mean, this isn't like any other, you know, war before. You know what I'm saying? This is literally mm-hmm. the fight between the living and the dead. Um, and I believe, you know, after something like that, after you go through something like that so traumatic, I do believe that you're going to want to hold people just a little tighter. Um, just because, you I mean, you also see that. You also do see John talking about it as well. Yeah. You know, they don't feel, you know, and, and you see, you do see these two characters. Yeah. You do see um, these two characters kind of, you know, kiss, just just showing that the dynamic, which, by the way, I, I totally forgot the characters' names, but um, you do see the dynamic. What, Grey Worm and Masande? There we go. Uh, you do kind of see, you know, how, you know, how, how scary it is, you know? that they're fighting for love. They're fighting for that moment right there to have more moments like that with mm-hmm. love, um, you know, and, and, and all that. So I'm just really interested to see if Jamie's going to really turn back to his ways or if Tyrion or Tyrion is going to actually go and, uh, you know, go and, and alert Cersei of what's going on. So it, it's very interesting to see the, the place with the Lannisters at this point in time. Just really yeah. interested to see where each one of them will kind of go from here. Well, go, going back to, because uh, we get two shots of Cersei, right? We get the shot of, you know, what we would assume is the Golden Company arriving in King's Landing, because she's sit, standing out on the docks, right? And then we get the shot of her with the wine glass, which everybody, that's the one I was talking about earlier that everyone's talking about, right? And to me, yeah. that's the more pressing one. What is happening in that scene? Because she goes through legitimately like three emotions in one shot. And it's, again, a great performance by Lena Headey. What's, what is she finding out or what is happening around her? I have two theories. I have, first of all, the possibility that Jamie dies and she is finding out that Jamie's de- dead. Now, you get a little bit of a smirk from her at first because Jamie betrayed her, so what does she care? But then she starts to, like, experience all the emotions of what that means, right? I I could see that. I could see, you know, maybe Tyrion dying and she finds out about that. It's possible. I don't know. Um, Or my other theory is that King's Landing's under attack at that point and she is accepting her fate. Or, you know, she's got, like, some maniacal plan. I don't know. It's, it's either King's Landing's at- under attack and she is kind of dealing with that. Or, to me, it kind of reads like somebody she knows is dead. But what do you have any theories about what's going on there? Because there's so much think, happening I just think, in that look. I think, I think Jamie or Tyrion might meet her in that particular scene. Interesting. Um... Like, she may just see Jamie just saying, like, you know, like, she may just be, like, shocked to some sort of degree that he's back. Mm-hmm. And then kind of just, like, smiling, saying, like, yeah, I knew you'd come back. Oh, my gosh. What, uh, if, what if Jamie leads the attack on King's Landing? And that's what I'm saying. And he's the one um, who kills, he, he lives up to the Kingslayer name and kills Cersei. Oh, my gosh. Yikes. Yeah, I mean, that would be absolutely mind-boggling. <laughs> that's my but, new working uh, I mean, theory. <laughs> I do, I mean, I do believe that that's maybe what, what's going on uh, mm. at that point in time. Yeah. Um, so it, it's definitely interesting to kind of see that. I mean, she's also drinking wine in that sequence. So what's she supposedly pre- Yeah, exactly. She's was supposedly she lying pre- this whole time, mm. which I think she honestly was? It's possible. Um, or, 
or what was she doing? You know, or she just doesn't she, care. <laughs> yeah, or she just doesn't care because she knows that she's going to die. So it's just really, I mean, that scene, that sequence alone is really, that actress is honestly she's amazing. So nice. She's she's amazing. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm, I'm super hyped for this season. I, I really want to see what happens. I mean, we really didn't see it. We didn't see the 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 you know the uh, the White Walker army anything like that we didn't see we see uh, kind of bits and pieces of the battle Winterfell but yeah yeah we didn't Arya really looks like much. she's the only thing, <laughs> yeah uh, the only thing that we honestly see is just the hooves the hooves yeah. of the horse yeah. um but uh man I'm 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 super excited just to see I mean what happens with the dragons yeah do both the dragons die uh you know if they don't die in the battle of the uh you know of, of the mm-hmm. living and the dead do they die uh, in the battle with Cersei. I do know that the uh, Maester there uh, was also creating weapons to kind of take down these, uh, take down the dragons. Mm-hmm. And they did injure Drog- uh, Drog- uh, Drogon, right? That's yes, the name. it was Drogon. Um, when, when, you know, when they did uh, ambush, uh, you know, Jamie and the Lannister forces, they did injure him. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's definitely something to look out for, you know? I know you have a theory that all the dragons are going to die. So, yeah. I mean, it's maybe a possibility. Maybe. Um, John could end up with one if he does end up surviving this show, which I kind of feel like he might end up being our lone survivor of, like, well, not our lone survivor, but, like, the primary survivor of the situation. Uh, but, yeah. I do think that he's going to be taking the lead charge and really taking on the Night King. Reason is because the Night King doesn't really have, he's not really riding a horse anymore. He's riding a dragon. Mm -hmm. So, what does John need to do? John needs to ride a freaking dragon. (laughs) (laughs) So, Uh, uh, he's going to be fighting alongside Daenerys. I do think Daenerys and Drogon are going to be really majorly injured. I don't know if she's necessarily going to die, but um, I know. They really seem to suggest that. Yeah. Um, I mean, I've been saying since the end of last did. season that you know her, her role in this story is redundant now because John fills that role in better. Um, so I kind yeah, of yeah, but I mean, I do think that she can make. I, yeah, yeah, she won't be the you know the she she's not heir to the Iron Throne, but she can be his queen. So I do think that it can close full tilt with yeah. him with the Targaryens taking head again which yeah. is i think the symbolism because that's what happened originally yeah. with aegon yeah. and i do think that that happens full tilt because what happens aegon is fighting the battle with the living and the dead and he comes to reclaim the throne yeah. uh, from his great you know you know from his great grandfather you know, um uh, so yeah. it's also an interesting theory because the targaryens can't come back and really just take mm-hmm. over like that and that would be the reset of everything going yeah. back to thousands of years ago. Mm-hmm. So I do think that that theory is also plausible Hundreds, as well, yeah. just kind of going back to where it all started. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, I'm also interested to see. I mean, yeah, we also, yeah, we have a part of the Great Joy Fleet bringing the Golden Army. But we also do know um, that, um, what's I'm forgetting these characters' names right now. <laughs> um, yeah, it's been almost two years. I do know that uh, this character, who's also a um, Greyjoy, uh, what's his name, Euron? Carlos? Or Theon. Euron, Greyjoy. Uh, no. Euron. Theon. Oh, Theon, okay, okay. Uh, is, is, is also trying to fight his uncle, Euron, True. and get Yara back. 
So I do, so, you know, that's also going to be in contention there. How yeah. is that supply going to close out? Is Theon going to really rise to the occasion and really take on Euron and, and really defeat him and win back Yara? If he does, how is Yara going to react? Is she going to be pissed? What's, what's going to happen with her? What is her current stage? We have not seen her since episode, I believe it's yeah. episode two of season seven. So where, you know, what is her condition? Is she alive? If so, and, you know, how is she going to react to Theon really kind of taking the helms and really gravitating and, you know, yeah. saving her? Well, Theon doesn't uh, have an army. Pissed? That's the weird part about that situation. So, Well, he's going to go in he's going to sneak her out. Uh, and, and, and maybe they kill Euron in, in the process. The Greyjoys seem to be, you know, I feel like the, the Greyjoys are really easy to kind of take over, you know, as long as you win. And you know, on a one-on-one combat, mm-hmm. you're declared king. So I think <laughs> <Yeah>. that <laughs> essentially, you know, if Theon does essentially take over and does kill Euron, uh, I do think that you do have some really great potential there, uh, and really just taking over the 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 Greyjoy, the entirety of the Greyjoy fleet, and uh, really, you know, really essentially winning, um, and and using the fleet to also go back to King's Landing. Um, but I mean, there's also the Golden Company, so it's it's going to be definitely interesting. I believe that uh, it's going to be these two battles are going to be really epic. It's just a matter of which one's going to be more epic. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I, watching the interview with uh, you know Kit Harrington and, and Stephen Colbert, I mean, I believe he said it uh, at least with the the White Walker battle, uh, it, it, they shot it for 55 nights. Yeah, which is absolutely insane. So I mean, it's it's. It's crazy. I'm excited for it. It's crazy. Yeah. Um. But but yeah. Uh. What? Anything else you got? Or um. No. To... Like I said, my two ma- my big takeaway was that it seems like Battle Winterfell is happening first, which is odd, but I'm interested. My second takeaway is that I'm I'm surprised that Daenerys is cool with it, for, at least from what we can tell. But at the same time, like I guess that kind of makes sense. Like I can buy that. Um, it really does seem like that's where they're leading. It seems like we're going to get that reveal out episode one, most likely, I would hope. Um, yeah, because what if he's, because that whole thing, I believe she may, we don't know who John is visiting in the crypts. I, everyone be, seems to think it's Lyanna. Everyone exactly. seems to think it's Lyanna. Everybody, because yeah. that could be him just saying, damn, like she's, she's my mom. She's, <laughs> like she's my mom. Because that's and, what he's been looking for his entire life. That's what he asked in episode two, I think it is, he asked Ned about his mom, and he's like, we'll talk about it later. Rip that. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. So, I mean, he finally gets that. And yeah. then, yeah. you know, she may be convincing him at that point in time, like, hey, you know. It seems like she's consoling him. Exactly, yeah. But it doesn't seem that he's against her. Exactly. You know? it's and that's weird. what I'm saying. I, so I don't think, yeah. I don't think that they're going to be, I, I think that there's still going to be an item, you know. I think it's gonna be fine. I, definitely gonna yeah. be weird. The North is definitely gonna be dodging. Yeah, I don't know what. <laughs> that's what I'm really curious about is how the Northmen react to number one, Daenerys showing up in the first place. Um, it seems like they're gonna be pretty wowed by the dragons based on the Stark reactions. But um, you know, the fact he's gonna have to tell them that hey, I knelt. Um, I bent the knee. So you know, he's you know the king who knelt part two. So I don't know like how they're gonna take that. Um, but yeah, he it, definitely did nail. Yeah, but, um, <laughs> it seems like yeah, it seems like they're gonna have to deal with it uh, either way really quick because of the whole battle approaching. Um, but yeah, so those are my main takeaways. Like I said, I'm really happy with the trailer. I think it gives us a lot of 
you know, a lot to chew on, but it also doesn't give us away give away too much. I think the only spoilery thing that we get is that Tormund's alive. Um, I mean, we did not know that. I am so hyped. Tormund's yeah. one of my favorite characters. Uh, yeah. Uh, so that's the only very, spoiler very thing we get. So, so yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm. God, I'm just glad they're alive. Yeah. Um, this is gonna be some epic fight scenes. I'm not gonna be able to watch Game of Thrones episodes until Monday, unfortunately. Um, I'm gonna, I'm actually gonna see if I can kind of buy HBO for like a month, <laughs> month and a half, and put it on my cable plan and yeah. because I have HBO on Hulu. But we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm super hyped for this movie, though. I'm. I'm sorry. The show. <laughs> show. <laughs> I got you. I got you. All right. Well, I think that pretty much wraps it up for this discussion. Um, we had a lot to talk about in this episode. Uh, Game of Thrones talk, Captain Marvel talk, and all the other stuff at the beginning. So, uh, hope you enjoyed the show. Um, Ozzy, you want to sign us out? Yeah, man. Uh, where can people find you on social media? All right, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Shiri456, and make sure you follow us all over social media, all at ScreenFoes. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube channel, website, all of it. Um, don't know exactly when this episode's coming out, but um, hopefully it won't be uh, too deep into the weekend by the time it comes out. And, um, yeah, be on the lookout for the next episode because it'll be a spoiler review for Captain Marvel. Awesome. And you also can find me on Twitter at um Castro Ozzy. I believe that um that uh Chucky did email me so I'm gonna get back to him <laughs> on that. I, I did read the email this time. <laughs> um but yeah if you guys do want to email me again Chucky if you want to email me I'll definitely get back to you. Uh he I believe he I believe he recommended uh like a movie that was on Netflix. Um mm. something so I, I'm awesome. gonna check it out this weekend. But check yeah I mean if you guys want to email me uh, any recommendations you guys can definitely email me at uh Aussie.caster um, at screenfellas.com. Guys, we do hope you enjoyed the show. Please feel free to listen and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Overcast. Please rate and review the podcast on Apple Podcasts. And uh, yeah, also check out the website. Chucky is doing some great stuff on there. I believe Brianna's going to get back on, or I know she's already back on, and I don't know about it. Um, but yeah, guys, this is Screenfellas. Bye.